Welcome in to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I'm your publisher, Billy Embody, coming to you after a huge recruiting weekend at SMU took place. We're going to recap it all for you, at least what we know at this point of SMU's first official visit weekend of the spring. We're also going to talk a little basketball as SMU missed out on a big transfer target over the weekend. So uh, jumping right into the Pony Stampede podcast, SMU hosts seven official visitors on campus all weekend, and and all of them <laughs> hail from the trenches, the big uglies. Five offensive linemen and two defensive ends. And I'll touch on something later in the podcast, but um, look, SMU has, has really needed to to address the offensive line in a big way ever since Sonny Dykes was hired. And they set the tone with this 2020 class by hosting five of them, and four of which had offers. And we're going to kind of run down uh, the list of visitors and then uh, share a couple tidbits uh, with you guys as well as hear from one of the uh, official visitors this weekend. So uh, SMU hosted, like I said, five offensive linemen. They hosted West Mesquite uh, guard Kyrie Miller. He's a big, big boy, um, 6'3". 365 pounds, just an absolute, just a beast uh, in in the uh, interior of the offensive line there. And uh, he, he doesn't really have, uh, I would say, that many big-time offers. Our, uh, Alcorn State, Lamar, and North Texas, as well as SMU, put offers on the table. Um, and, and look, I mean, Sonny Dykes has said for a long time since he's been hired, he wants to add some size and some serious strength in the middle of that offensive line and get guys that can really hold up over the course of the season. And, you know, Kyrie Miller is a, is a big, big boy. Um, and so he would certainly fit the bill there. Um, he's somebody that, that, you know, I think the coaching staff feels fairly confident on leaving this official visit that, um, you know, they could land a commitment from him. And then, we move on to uh, South Lake Carroll Addison, uh, South Lake Carroll's Addison Penn, who was on campus with his family this weekend as well. He's a 6'4", 275-pound lineman who plays center for the Dragons. He's the number 13 overall center in the country, so um, pretty impressive prospect there with offers from the likes of Arizona, Army, Boston College, North Texas, Colorado State, and Rutgers. Um, he's got a few more visits he wants to take. He wants to check out Rutgers, Arizona, and Boston College. Um, and he caught up with us on PonyStampede.com. You can check out his full reaction on PonyStampede.com. Moving on from there, two official visitors that kind of came out of nowhere in a way, uh, for us at least. They, they were just guys that we didn't really see coming in at this point, but got word that they were on campus. And one is is James Bruce uh, out of Odessa, Permian, 6'5", 310-pound offensive lineman that doesn't have any offers to his name just yet. Um, but he certainly is one that they're monitoring and they want to get out and really see more of before putting an offer on the table, but opted to go ahead and be the first school to get him on campus for an official visit. Baylor's showing some interest there as well, so he'll be one to watch. And then they dip into Arkansas where they bring in North Little Rock uh, offensive tackle Aaron Smith, somebody that we at 24-7 Sports are really high on. We've got him ranked as the number 54 overall offensive tackle in the country. He's a 6'5", 280-pounder. He's got offers from Arizona, uh, Arkansas State, Kansas, Louisiana Tech, 
ULL, or excuse me, Louisiana, Monroe, a um, few others there in the mix, including Memphis, Tulane, and then Arkansas naturally is, is showing some interest there as well. So they bring him in on an official visit, which I, I think is was probably one of the, out of the five, I mean, right up there with I think Addison Penn, probably the guy that I'm highest on out of the group. I, I think when you're looking at offensive tackles now, you like those athletic guys and you know, he's somebody that at 6'5", 280 pounds is just just impressive um, in terms of how he looks and especially on tape too. And and I know I know our Gabe Brooks is, is fairly high on him as he handles the rankings in Arkansas and has him all the way up to as the number six player in that state and um, the number 54 overall offensive tackle in the country. So an impressive uh, prospect there that, that they had on campus. And then finally, uh, Stafford offensive guard Marcus Smith, who's one of two Stafford prospects on campus for the weekend. Uh, he's 6'3", 315 pounds. He's the number 66 overall offensive guard in the country. Uh, he's got offers from Houston, Tulsa, Louisiana Tech, and others. And um, his family was on campus, and he's somebody that I think you know will be a battle for. Um, for SMU with with Houston right there and Tulsa, he, those are two that he's mentioned to me as programs that he wants to get to. And um, look, I mean, while I think SMU sits in probably the driver's seat right now, it's going to be a battle um, for him because, like he kind of put it to me, he said, "Look, I mean, I can go visit Houston whenever I want, and he's not going to officially visit there." At least that's what he said, but I think it's going to end up being an SMU Houston battle for him, and you know he's key because SMU is recruiting his teammate defensive end Robert Wooten, who was on campus, and um, you know he's somebody that I've got a crystal ball pick in for SMU to land, and he's been a big riser this spring. He's got offers from Missouri and and um, Texas Tech, and and you know plenty of others. He's picking up a good bit of interest. Um, Syracuse, Wisconsin also in there. Um, he's the number 22 overall weak side defensive end in the country. 6'3", 230, really, really looks the part. Um, kind of looks like Toby and Duckway, a little bit bigger version of him when he was in high school. So uh, and I think Toby's going to turn out to be a very good player for SMU. So they had him on campus, so they can get those two guys. That can kind of be building blocks there in the trenches for, for them, especially, like I said, I, I think they feel good on both of those guys coming off official visits. And then finally, uh, Kari Coleman, uh, out of the new Orleans area, defensive end that goes to Carver, uh, six, three, two, uh, six, two, two, 15. Um, he's a little leaner, but he runs really well. We really loved seeing him when we were at the new Orleans opening camp, um, where he ended up being one of the top performers there for us on 24-7 sports. Um, Arkansas State, Kansas, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech, those are some of the other ones in there. I really like, I mean, just his speed. He's a 4.74 kid uh, at, at 6'2", 215. He's got just right at a 4.5 shuttle, which is decent. Um, he had a decent production at Carver. Um, but he's still just kind of raw. He's just kind of a baby, just just going out there and trying to get the quarterback. So um, SMU really impressed him. Uh, we have a full update coming on Pony Stampede, but drop some big time nuggets on there about Coleman and 
I wanted to share with you guys a little bit, a little snippet of our interview um, on Sunday afternoon. And I, I apologize for the audio, but sometimes this, this phone recording app doesn't really do a great job. So here's uh, Kari Coleman on his talks with the staff, including defensive ends coach Randall Joyner and head coach Sonny Dykes. Uh, Coach, Coach Joyner was showing me that uh, that what type of player he was going to develop me as, and that uh, he was setting setting me up for the future, for the future, and in forty years, showing me some of the ways, showing me some of what I was going to do, plan this, plan everything step by step, one by one, showing you, uh, showing you we through, you know. Coach Dykes uh, was, was telling me. He was telling me, uh, you know, pretty much some of the same thing. But he also told me that uh, he also told me don't don't rush nothing, and that and that they they will want me to be there, and that they think I will make a big, big impact on their program as moving on forward. And and they say it does, and they say uh, uh, it was a lot of some kind of stuff. So there it is. That's that's the rundown, really, on SMU's official visitors for the weekend. Uh, they come away with with no commitments right now, um, but uh, on Pony Stampede, I'll be dropping some more tidbits uh, and full reaction stories, of course. But um, I'm going to be putting in some crystal ball picks for for some of these guys that were on campus that I feel very good about. That when it's all said and done, they they end up. Uh, at SMU, I mean, they really moved the needle with with a lot of these guys, and especially their families too. That was one thing that I think the visit weekend was really well laid out for. Was a uh, um, you know look, I, I think a, a good um, balance of, of being able to to you know spend time um, with with the families and the players in a in a in a very um, Comfortable setting. I mean, we talked about, for example, on Pony Stampede, not to give away everything, but uh, look, I mean, you know, going to Katie Trail Ice House on Saturday, very, very casual spot for, for them to kind of all hang out and, and bounce around at different tables out there in a private area. So um, I just thought it was really well set up and, and uh, you know, all of that. So stay tuned to PonyStampede.com. Check us out. Pick up a seven-day trial. I mean, you really, I mean, we're going to be rolling out a ton of content and then who knows? SMU probably going to have more official visitors on campus this weekend in May, so you're going to want to stick around for that uh, coverage as well. So um, that's really all I've got on SMU's official visitors, and um, we'll be right back after this break. We're going to talk a little basketball and and kind of talk a little bit of football. There there are a couple things uh, from the uh, American Athletic Conference coaches teleconference that I want to share with you guys. So we'll be right back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. 
Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. You can check us out at PonyStampede.com. Leave us a rating, a review, and subscribe to the podcast over there. Um, look, uh, SMU got some bad news over the weekend, some really bad news on the basketball front. Uh, Admon Gilder, the Texas A&M transfer, uh, goes and visits Gonzaga over the weekend and, and opts to go ahead and, and commit uh, to Mark Few um, and that top program over there. And and we talked about it a lot on Pony Stampede, but look, the, the pitch was for, for Gilder to you know, come in and, and play in his hometown of Dallas in front of some family and his, and his daughter for a year and, and, you know, contribute at a high level right away. And he goes and, and he, you know, meets with Tim Jankovic. He meets with the coaching staff and, and things look, I mean, you know, you talk to a lot of people around Dallas circles and there was a lot of people that, that wanted him in Dallas. And, um, you know, it just ends up being that he didn't feel the same. And he went to Texas Tech, and that just didn't click with him. I think he wanted a bigger role. And look, he goes up to Gonzaga, and that's about as far away as you can get from family and and friends. You know, if you're in Dallas, pretty much. And they lay out a plan for him that he likes. And you, if you follow John Rostein on Twitter, you saw that you know he tweeted that you know he expects him to be in the starting five. So I guess that was look that that balance of of being able to play major minutes right away and start um, along with being on a team that can win a national championship. And that's something that Gilder hasn't really gotten close to at all uh, in his college career. So um, that was really their, their one big target. I would say that would be left on the board, um, you know, as, as things kind of stood going into the weekend. So I'll, uh, as I told our, you know, uh, Pony Stampede subscribers that I'm, I'm going to check around this week and kind of see where things stand, but it wouldn't shock me if, if they kind of stood pat um, as a coaching staff and, you know, they got Charles Smith, a, an incoming freshman that they feel like can contribute because of his athleticism and skills. Um, so he'll kind of fill some minutes there that Gilder would have, but he would have been a difference maker. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I mean, you know, you take this shot, Hope that you can keep keep him home for his final year of eligibility, and he just wanted to go play on a big, big, big powerhouse team. And this is one that said, "Hey, you can play major minutes too." So that's a tough pitch to overcome when that was what he wanted. Um, you know, you can pitch having your daughter, you know, around and and all of that, which you know, for a lot of people, that's a big draw. But I think Gilder said, "Look, I can go make myself a lot of money if I perform at a really high level." for the Zags out there for this one season. So that's where he ends up and it ended pretty quickly on the visit. It, you know, he wrapped up his visit and committed. So a big land for the Zags and a huge blow for SMU. But, um, you know, like I said, I'll be poking around trying to see where they go from here. Um, KJ Lawson is one name that I think SMU could, it has been and is poking around on. Uh, he's a Kansas transfer by way of Memphis as well. And, um, he visited Tulane a couple days ago, so you know his recruitment is kind of on the level of the AAC, and I know SMU has reached out. So we'll be watching him. Arkansas has been in the mix there as well. So we'll have to really see um, what he ends up wanting to do, but uh, he's getting close to, to making his decision, and um, you know, there's really uh, – it's a long shot at this point. I think uh, Boston College and Georgia State are a couple – uh, also in there. And so, um, 
you know, SMU will have to move quickly on a visit if they want him to uh, come on in and, uh, you know, contribute. He, he'd be a guy to be in the front court, um, you know, probably a five for SMU. But, um, you know, if they see, you know, potential attrition coming in the front court or something like that or whatever, I mean, they, they could add a piece here. But there's really not much out there at this point. And, and I've been asked, actually, you know, you know, in terms of targets, you know, where do they kind of stand? And we even saw Atticus Taylor, who's kind of a long rumored target for them, but never really heard any buzz on him. Um, and he just committed to uh, NC State as well. So, it you know, the options are dwindling and, and uh, there's not much time left. So they're going to have to, you know, find somebody that can come in and, and maybe, you know, eat some minutes and, and do that or just say, look, we're going to turn to Charles Smith, uh, the fourth here and uh, go from there. So tough blow for SMU, but, uh, you know, like I said, I'll check around and see kind of what their options are and what they're looking to do. But that was not an ideal weekend for Tim Jankovic and the staff. And uh, look, so going back to football, um, now that we got that that news out of the way, I want to get back to some football talk. The AAC teleconference was was recently held and uh, to wrap up the spring. And, and there's two things that really stood out to me. Um, it was Ken Niamatololo's comments on Kevin Kane and what he was able to do as a defensive coordinator against the midshipmen this year. And then it was Sonny Dykes on the work of Kaz Kazadi and just how big of an emphasis he placed on the work he did. So um, I wanted to lead off with Ken Niamatololo and uh, his comments on uh, SMU's defensive performance against the midshipmen this year when they only allowed 21 regulation points uh, against an offense that has just destroyed them in the three <laughs> previous meetings before that. So here's uh, Ken Niamatololo. Yeah, they're just sound. I mean, they just, I just thought they played hard. You know, the kids knew what they were doing. Uh, they didn't, you know, they didn't try to trick us or anything. They, they kind of just lined up and, you know, um, you know, guys knew their assignments and, you know, they, I, I just thought fundamentally and schematically they're just sound. You know, they just kind of lined up and played. Sometimes we play people and they try to trick us and play, try to play a lot of different fronts or whatever the case may be. And sometimes it works, sometimes it backfires on them. And, you know, it's kind of their approach was pretty simple and they were just going to line up and give their kids a chance and, you know, not try to make things too complicated for them, have a couple stunts and kind of just play ball. And I thought their kids played really well. I thought that was just good praise on on Kevin Kane and the work they did to really, I mean, correct a uh, a performance from a defense that is just that was just decimated, really, or, or destroyed, you know, really each year by by Navy um, as of late. So um, I, I figured I'd ask Coach Niamatololo about that, and and uh, I thought that was some good stuff. Now, on the flip side of things, a, a big part of that I think was the work that SMU did in the off season last year under Kaz Kazadi the strength and conditioning coach for SMU and Sonny Dykes, you know, led off his, his teleconference by just dishing endless amounts of praise for the work they've done in the weight room. And, um, so I just want to play that for you because I thought, you know, look, we talk a lot about cause and the work he's done, but I mean, he, he still probably doesn't get enough praise and, and, you know, you talk to recruits and he's a big selling point too. So, um, here's Sonny Dykes kind of leading off, uh, recapping spring practice, um, while dishing an endless amount of praise out on Kaz Kazadi. Yeah, you know, uh, spring spring number two, um, you know, I think a year ago this time we were trying to figure out, um, 
you know, who, who each other, each other were coaches, players, uh, everybody, there was just, you know, there's always that growing pain the first spring. Um, and so, you know, it, it was good. Our guys are settled. Um, you know, we're, we've made as big a, a jumps in the weight room just physically as, as any football team I've ever been around. You know, I, I think our strength and conditioning coach, Kai Skazadi, is probably as good as any anybody in college football. He's, uh, you know, we look completely different physically. Um, you know, we had really physical practices. That's the one uh, area in our program that we felt like was really important for us to address. It's just developing some physical toughness and a physical mentality. And as a result, we practiced very physical in the spring, uh, went, went live, um, pretty much every other practice uh, and had zero uh, serious injuries at all. And, and again, a big part of that uh, goes to the, the hard work that our players put in and also the, uh, you know, the job that cause did with them. So we felt excited, you know, about that. And so there he was, that was Sonny Dykes on, on cause Kazadi and um, that'll do it for this edition of the pony stampede podcast, kind of a, a recap of your official visit weekend and, and then a little bit on, on the basketball side of things. So, Look, keep it locked on PonyStampede.com. Plenty more to come on SMU's official visit weekend. And um, pick up pick up a subscription. And if you subscribe already, thank you guys. And um, continue to spread the word because it's a, it's a big it's a big sorry, it's a big summer for SMU and, and they're just getting going on, on these official visits. And I think you know that the work that they put in on this 2020 recruiting class in terms of football is is going to start to show and, and, and yield some commitments here um, in the coming weeks. And, and um, so you don't want to miss any of that. And, and uh, make sure you uh, pick up that subscription so you can follow along with us on Pony Stampede. So with that, we'll catch you guys later in the week with another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Have a good week.